Hey, everybody. This is Jordan McConnell with the Crohn's Veteran Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am joined by a very special guest today, Danielle Gavin. She is a registered di dietitian and nutritionist. I'm so happy to have you, have you here, Danielle. How are you doing? Oh, good. Thank you so much, Jordan. I'm so excited to, to be a guest today on your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Very welcome. Very welcome. The pleasure is all mine. Um, you know, when I saw that you had, you know, um, put, you know, put yourself on the schedule, I was really excited. And, you know, I, I looked at your website. It's, you know, you know, for those people that don't know, that don't know, she has an amazing website. And I'll tell you about it you know, at the end of the show and stuff, but it's lots, lots of ton, tons of cool information. Um, but before we get into that, I want to know about you. So who, so who is Danielle uh, Gaffin and, you know, and, and, you know, and what, and what, um, and what is the kind of tie-in between you know, Crohn's and Crohn's and nutrition for you? Yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to share a little bit about who I am. Um, so as Jordan mentioned, my name is Danielle and I'm an IBD registered dietitian nutritionist. And kind of how I got there, my interest in nutrition grew after college when my mom developed three perforations in her colon and long story short, needed two feet of her intestines taken out. She wound up with an ileostomy that was ultimately reversed after six months. But even on parenteral nutrition or the IV nutrition, she lost 55 pounds and developed malnutrition. And I was her primary caregiver during that time for two years. Mm -hmm and could see how powerful nutrition played a role in her survival, let alone well-being. Um, and then my interest in gut health increased when I met my now husband, who has Crohn's disease. He's a six-foot-tall guy and weighed 127 pounds at his lowest due to symptoms of the disease. Wow. He literally became afraid to eat because he associated all foods with pain and diarrhea and discomfort. And then he also struggled with complications like iron and B12 deficiency. But since we've been together, I'm proud to report that my husband has gained a healthy amount of weight to feel better and have enough energy to make it throughout the day because we were able to learn which foods actually do cause his digestive issues and then focus more on the foods that make him feel good, but making sure he was getting all the macros and micronutrients his body needed. Um, and slowly but surely, we removed the fear and anxiety from eating, and he just weighed himself the other day, and he's now 185 pounds, which I know sounds um, like... I know. No, no, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing. So, yeah, now, now I'm honored to work with people like my mom and like my husband who are struggling with confusion around what to eat to manage their symptoms, and, you know, at least to so many complications like limited diet and weight loss and fatigue. So I help my clients implement a highly personalized nutrition plan that brings clarity around which foods to add that may be beneficial and reduce that fear and anxiety and ultimately help them get their quality of life back. Wow. Well, I mean, I mean, that is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of parallels, you know, with, you know, with that story. I mean, um, I mean, my mom has, you know, has some irritable bowel herself, you know, fortunately, you know, but, but fortunately she hasn't had any surgeries. I've had two feet of my colon taken out. Um, I had an ileostomy that was not reversed. And so like, and I would say, well, I don't have a bag, but I have no ailment. 
right? And so like, and so, so like I've had, um, well, actually it was 18 inches and then six inches, so like two feet total, and then um, and, and then uh, appendix and then uh, ilium all taken out. And so, and so, and so speaking to, you know, your husband's, you know, anxieties around you know, food, I know the struggle very well. So, you know, so, um, you know, so I, it, it was ongoing. And so, um, you know, so what, so what were some of the things, you know, with, you know, in your, in your husband's case that, you know, he realized, you know, that he may have really liked, he, he may, he may really, you know, like eating, but it doesn't like him. Great question. And one that I'm asked pretty frequently, the one thing that I'll share just before I share his, you know, food triggers is mm-hmm. that with IBD, even though there are common food triggers, if you will, no one food has been linked to being a trigger for every single person out there. Different guts right. seem to tolerate different foods differently. Definitely. Um, but that being said, for my husband, we learned that he is totally lactose intolerant. Like even the tiniest, tiniest amount of like lactose <laughs> dairy. I mean, we just know it's going to be a bad time poor, poor guy. Um, you know, whereas just to kind of show how different people with IBD can be, I've worked with clients who, gosh, one person, she tolerated dairy products best. Like, you know, it just can be so, so different. Um, but for, for him, lactose, red meat for him was, was a trigger Okay. as well as alcohol. And for him, some food additives, for example, for him, like maltodextrin or carrageenan, he ended up being pretty sensitive to, um, so, but yeah, you know, for other foods that you hear about that are common for IBD, say, gluten, right? A lot of people tolerate yeah. gluten. He does fine with gluten. So for him, there's really not a need to like eliminate that food. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, well, that's, well, that's definitely good to know, you know, you know, and sending him, you know, continued health. Cause that's, you know, that's really great. You know, cause that's um, after I had that surgery, I have, you know, I lost, it wasn't, you know, it was maybe about 20, maybe about 20 pounds, you know, and that, and so, and, and, and then so that's, um, it's expansion thin air and, you know, and, um, I've never been able to, to, to recapture that. So like, and so, um, and that was a long time ago now. And so, and so, you know, so, because, so the idea of, you know, being able to actually like gain weight, you know, sounds pretty awesome. And so, and, and so, you know, so what you do for people is, you know, truly amazing. Oh, well, thank you, Jordan. I'm sorry to hear you haven't been able to recapture that weight. That's so hard. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, I was, I, I mean, I'm a mil- kind of a Crohn's veteran, the idea, you know, I'm a, I, was in the, I was in the Air Force in my 20s and stuff. So, and so, you know, so back then, you know, I was pretty gung ho and lifting weights and all that kind of stuff and <laughs> smoking cigarettes and doing other things. Lifting weights. And so, I mean, but, um, but, you know, I was, you know, overall, you know, you know, healthier. You know, just in general, I mean, I was able to do, you know, I was able to do a lot of different things and still be, you know, in a tremendously, you know, good shape and stuff like that. And, um, but, you know, after that, you know, after that surgery, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, just, it just, it just vanishes. So, I mean, so I can definitely speak to that. You know, I know, I know what it's like and, and, you know, and trying to claw your way back up to that weight. So it's pretty, it's really amazing 
you know, that you think your husband's going to gain something like 50, you know, 50, 60 pounds or whatever like that. You know, that's, that, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And so, um, so how did you get into, you know, deciding that they, they want to be a nutritionist, you know, itself or, or an or, or a dietitian itself? You know, where did that, you know, like, how'd you decide you wanted to do that? Great question. Um, you know, really, it was when my mom was so sick. Um, she was hospitalized for 66 days during that time. And oh. because of, you know, how serious the resection and everything was, um, she was like septic and everything. Um, I Sorry really to hear that. Thanks. She, you know, she's still with us. She's, she's here today. So, Mm -hmm. so grateful for her care team. But, um, she, that was really the first time when I saw like what a dietitian did. I haven't been exposed to what that was. I didn't even know that was a real job, Um, Mm -hmm. but it was just so cool to see, you know, their approach and, I, I really felt that if it weren't for that part of the cure team, you know, giving, giving her nutrients when she physically couldn't eat it all. Um, I was just so, I don't know. I saw it in a different light and kind of wanted to learn more and what being a dietitian really meant, how it was different than say a nutritionist. Right. So yeah, it just became kind of intrigued and, looked into going back to school oh go ahead i was gonna say educate me please you know educate me please so you know for me and anybody listening difference between dietitian and nutrition great question the answer is so confusing because all dietitians are nutritionists but not all nutritionists can be dietitians for example i was just sent like a flyer in the mail really randomly this past week and it said, get your three-day nutrition certificate, become a nutrition nutritionist in three days. And that breaks my brain that there's no regulation on the nutritionist word or term mm. because I was in school for a long time. Um, I have my master's in nutrition, completed the didactic program for dietetics, wow. which is the program you need to become a dietitian then needed over a thousand hours of supervised practice to sit for a board exam to become a dietitian. So a lot more legitimate schooling, I'd say. I would, I would say so. I would <laughs> you know, probably you know, props to accomplishing all that. That's, that's so small. Tennis. Yes. Um, my in college um, nutrition wasn't a major where I went Rice University in um, Texas. Mm-hmm kind of a small school. And so, you know, when my mom got sick, I hadn't even, I didn't even know anything about the process and realized I need to go back to school to become a dietitian. So um, took my prereqs to get into a master's program to then get into the DPD, didactic program for dietetics program. Um, And it took me about two years to finish all of that. And then wow. an extra year to do that supervised practice. And and so, um, to your knowledge, how many how many um, nutritionists, you know, people with your credentials, focus on IBD? Which is great question. To my knowledge, 
I believe there are a handful out there. Um, that being, I have, you know, I, I'll be honest, I haven't, I haven't seen very many much. That's why I was excited to talk to you. I was like, wow, she did, wow, okay, cool. I mean, I think there's a, there's a few, on the, you know, in the, in the past episodes, but you know, there's, there's, there's not a lot of you guys out there. Yes, I feel like really dietitians specializing is more of a, a new phenomenon. It really, with thanks to for being able to meet with clients virtually in, in telehealth and telenutrition, because now as a virtual dietitian, I'm able to see clients from all over the U.S., which really opened up that client pool so that I could specialize. Awesome. Like, are there any, um, like, technologies, you know, that, you know, that, that, that help you in your work, you know, that's been specifically for IBD, would you say? Ooh, great question. So technology is not specific to like the on the professional end, but more for patients that they could benefit mm-hmm. from. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, if um, yeah, is there you know you know through you know through your work or you know are there any like you know platforms or technologies you know that you you know rec- that you recommend for you know to you know, to, to folks that you know that kind of help make their lives better or do you know that maybe um. Yeah, to help make your life better, I would say. Yeah, great question. Um, aside from my website, where I offer of you know, tips for people, and we can totally talk more about some of those tips if it's helpful today. Um, but in terms of actual tech, aside from a website, there are some interesting apps out there that some of my clients have found helpful. Um, two that come to mind right away are a symptom food journal app and a hydration app. Um, okay. Would it be helpful if I talked more about either of those? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I think so. Because, because again, you know, um, you know, somebody might be out there, you know, just got to die, like, like diagnosed with Crohn's disease that doesn't know what to do. You know, like, you know, we're all, all these, we all folds in our heads. So, and so, yeah, so, yeah so, so anything you can provide, you know, and recommend, you know, for, you know, you know, from your own personal experience with the patient. Absolutely. For the symptom food journal, um, I find that the the apps out there really help track symptoms after the foods somebody eats. Um, and you've probably heard of a symptom food journal before. Um, it's not usually a super new recommendation for someone. But let's be real, it's a pain in the butt to do. No one likes right. it. It's not a sexy recommendation. So I find that the apps make it a little bit less tedious, if you will, just because I know my phone is on me all the time and mm-hmm. um, it can just be kind of a quick way to track that information. Um, but long story short, a couple of apps out there are designed specifically to help you track symptoms related to food. So one app that some of my clients have liked is called Bowel, um, spelled like Bow, B-O-W-E-L, but with an extra oh. L-E. Okay. Um, have, you, have you heard of that one before? No, I haven't. No, that's fun. Okay. It's funny name. Okay. Okay. Um, so that app is available in the Apple app store. So really for people who have iOS or iPhones. Um, 
that app was designed originally for irritable bowel syndrome or IBS, which is not what, you know, our Crohn's veteran group has. Right. The bones of the app are still there in the sense that like you enter your food, you enter the symptom, and then you can kind of put on your food detective hat and search for, for the links. But there's also a newer one that I'm finding maybe more helpful for people with IBD that could be interesting to try out. That one is called Cara Care, C-A-R-A-C-A-R-E. Um, that okay. one's available both iOS and Android or the Google Play Store. Um, but and and and, 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 for, and for folks listening, I'll do my best to remember to put the you know, you know website to the description of the of the podcast episode too. I can send them to you too, in case you want to put them in the show notes. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah, but long story short, those have been pretty helpful um, for people, you know, even before working with, say, a dietitian, um, just to kind of get that data to be able to kind of track, just because I don't know about you, but like, I can't remember what I ate or how I felt yesterday. Um, So by kind of tracking can be a little easier to find those patterns. Okay. And um, speaking of, you know, diets and nutrition and stuff, I was looking at your website, you have this whole blurb about sugars. And so like, you know, and like this, how much I guess sugar impacts, you know, IBD and stuff. And so would you please speak on that? And because I have a really bad, I have a really bad sweet tooth. And, and uh, this, you know, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I love, I love all things, you know, uh, you know, like this, I just, I just, yeah, who's sweet tooth? And so um, could you speak, you know, like speak to, you know, what you found out and what you learned about sugar and IBD and, um, and how somebody like me can still, you know, have fun stuff? Yes, um, absolutely. And I can share that, you know, sometimes with new, when thinking about nutrition professionals, you hear about, you know, them only eating salads or whatever every day. Mm-hmm. And that is not me at all. Um, I also have a sweet tooth, so um, feel feel that pain. <laughs> so really, there are kind of two interesting things that we know from the research about sugar and how it plays a role with IBD. One of which, the first kind of thing that I'll share, can be helpful to people who are flaring. So that actually is one of my top tips during a flare of what to think about related to sugar. And that is that concentrated sweets. So thinking of foods like soda or regular sports drinks or candy or even fruit juice, um, all of those, you know, even natural sugar, that concentrated sugar can pull water into the intestine And that water has to come out somewhere. So, Mm. you know, the other end. So that may contribute to watery stools and diarrhea. Um, So during a flare, especially that recommendation to decrease concentrated sugars in the, or sweets in the diet um, is really to prevent someone from having more loose stool on top of any diarrhea they may be experiencing during a flare. Okay. Okay. Um, well, thank, well, thanks for that. And like, and um, and my and so my so my wife was wondering, um, like, yeah. So how? Well, she was, you know, she was wondering 
because we're always trying to, to try to say, you know, like kind of go to meals and you have some recipes on your website too. And so like, and so just for you guys personally, you know, what are some you know, favorite things, you know, that, you know, yeah, things y'all can eat together, you know, not just stuff you can make for your husband, you know, but stuff that y'all can make, you know, for the, you know, for the family, you know, that everybody can eat. And so I'm curious, I'm curious on some, you know, recipes or some, or some go-tos that you guys have, you know, figured out. Ooh, great question. And the thing about nutrition is that recommendations can vary so, so widely between condition to condition. I have hypothyroidism, so I have my own set of, you know, guidelines, Mm. but pretty much at home, you know, I'm taking my stuff that works for me, his foods that work for him, and then making this like Venn diagram. (laughs) (laughs) They would overlap side today. Exactly. Um, Because I don't know about you guys, but I'm not eager to make two separate meals every single No, this is not, no, it's not Burger King over here, everybody having it their own way. So, you know, we gotta, we gotta try to figure out a way that we all can, you know, you know, have a, have a meal that we all can be happy. Yes, exactly. But to answer your question, um, you know, we, we eat a lot of fruits around here. Um, They, you know, I know it's not the same, right? As something super sweet, but super anti-inflammatory for the condition. And, uh, you know, the, the more types of fruits you can get, the, the more variety of colors, the more it's going to be helpful. Cool. Cool. Well, um, so I'm, I'm also curious before, yeah, I'm also curious. So your website, you know, like, um, I think it's great. So, um, so how did, so how did, so how did, so how did that come together? You know, and, um, yeah, how did that come together? You know, you know, like, I guess, you know, Telling, telling folks out there, you know, what it is, you know, what's on it, you know, what, you know, what services you provide, you know, how people can, you know, can, can you know, can, uh, re- can, can reach you and, you know, and get the benefit of what you do all that, please. Yes, of course. So the name of my virtual IBD private practice is Eat Well Crohn's Colitis. So the, my website, professional website is eatwellcrohn's.com colitis.com. So yes, long story short, my goal was to get the word out as to what I was doing and, you know, to really provide people with as much information as, as I could, because with IBD, it's just information out there regarding diet for IBD is often confusing. And there's a lot of misinformation out there and my my whole goal as a dietitian is to get you you know research based evidence based recommendations. Um, so yes, you'll you'll notice a lot of recipes on there, a lot of blogs where I'm looking at uh, the most recent research publications and trying to translate that into plain English for people. Mm-hmm. But I think. Like what, that tip that I mentioned about decreasing concentrated sweets, mm-hmm. that's one of the, the quick tips that's in my free food survival guide during an IBD cool. flare that you can find on my site. Um, so yeah, we can totally talk about more tips from it, or, you know, you can check it out yourself. There are a bunch of tips and a sample meal plan on there. Sweet, sweet. Well. Um, 
know, and so what is the, <clears throat> excuse me, so what, so what is the um, best way that people can contact you, as you say? Yes. If you visit my website, there's a, a contact me button, of course, you can press. People are also welcome to email me directly. That is great. Um, it's my email is my first name, Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E at eatwellcrohnscolitis.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, and I, I won't, you know, I won't spoil all, you know, all those, all those great tips and people are going to have to go there and check it out themselves. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, please support Danielle, you know, please hit her up. I'm probably going to be hitting her up. So, uh, because, you know, I need help. And so, um, if, uh, you know, if you found value in this show, you know, please support us, please subscribe to the, you know, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, we're on, you know, Spotify and Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, you know, all that stuff. Um, you can check out my website. It's, you know, it's Crohn'sVeteran.com. Um, you know, we have a merch store on there. We have brand new stuff for, for Crohn's and colitis. Um, you know, so, so please, you know, um, uh, check it out and, you know, and support, you know, support the cause. I appreciate it. Um, and again, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to reach, reach out to me personally, uh, my website, well, nah, my, my email is uh, Jordan, it's Jordan at Crohn'sVeteran.com. Um, yeah, just uh, shoot me a line. I'd be more than happy to talk to you. You know, we can just, you know, we can talk about IBD. Um, we don't have to do an you know, interview or anything like that. You know, I'm here, I'm, you know, I'm here to help the community. So, um, so with that, uh, Danielle, um, any parting wisdom, you know, for, you know, for folks going through uh, Crohn's and colitis? Great, great question. You know, something that I see a lot with IBD patients who come my way is that They've received information telling them to avoid entire food groups or specific foods, but that kind of advice can get really dangerous very quick just because, you know, it's tempting to keep cutting out food after food after food. Um, Maybe one of the scariest patients I was working with, he was down to just four foods he felt were safe to eat, and that's that's really not a great place to be. Um, ideally, we want to include as many foods as possible just to increase the chances that you're getting a balanced, nutritious diet. And that's important for maintaining the function of your digestive tract and overall health. So um, yes, maybe that would be my final advice. Just um, if you can, try and um, find a way to get as much of a balanced diet as possible. Awesome. And and actually, I know that's supposed to be my final thing, but I actually thought, thought of something that I wanted to ask you. And so um, it's uh, ways to stimulate apple, ways to stimulate appetite. You know? And so like, do, do, you know, do you have anything to, to, to say on that? And that's, and that's what I have. Yes. Excellent question. Um, One tip that I have in terms of stimulating appetite that can be helpful either during a flare if your appetite is decreased or say after surgery, sometimes appetite can be, you know, just not there at all, is to try having small frequent meals. Um, What I mean by that is smaller portions of foods consumed at more frequent intervals throughout the day, not only are often better tolerated by the gut. So it's helpful during a flare, 
but can really try and stimulate appetite. The gut can kind of get used to eating at regular times and it can maximize your nutritional intake, really providing you with more opportunities to fit in nutrient dense foods throughout the day. Um, So I just want to be super clear, not recommending to eat less food overall in the day, but by eating regularly and dividing up overall intake into say four to six mini meals can absolutely help improve appetite, help with symptom management during a flare, and um, to help fit in more nutrition. Sweet. Awesome. Awesome answer. I really appreciate that. And, um, and what is your husband's name again? Yes, his name is Ari, spelled A-R-I. Ari, well, Ari, you know, from one pro veteran to another, you know, sending you well wishes, man. You know, uh, Dan, you know, Danielle, again, thank you. Thank you for being here. And, um, and that's the show, guys. Appreciate it. Salute. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye-bye.